Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Queen's Lead Podcast, where we shine a light on the women in our town that are doing amazing things. Today, we are joined by my good friend, Jerrica Pound. I'm so excited to have this incredible woman here to talk with us today. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a real estate agent. She sits on the board of a nonprofit. She's got nonprofit aspirations of her own, and she is one of the most genuine individuals I've ever met. Welcome, Jerrica. Thank you for having uh, being on our show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and a lot of fun, I think. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun for it's, me. <laughs> good, good. We're excited to have you. I, I can talk all day just about you, but tell our audience, who is Jerrica? Oh, uh, Jerrica, like you said, as a mother, first and foremost, um, I have an insurance background. Um, that's where I worked before I got into real estate um, and before our kids. So really the path into real estate was kind of a natural flow um, because I was having kids and I wanted the flexibility to be able to be there for them um, whenever they get out of school and all of that kind of stuff, but still be able to provide for my family and to, um, you know, be in, involved in the community. And I'm a very social person. So staying at home by myself was um, <laughs> not really in the cards. Um, so anyway, real estate seemed like a very good fit because we had already done some flips and things like that. Love real estate, have a good eye for it. Um, and so it also gave me the flexibility as well as a wonderful profession. And it's been great. I've loved it. Yeah, you are definitely doing something different than, than the other 7,000 agents in this town. Uh, what was it that, was it the investing that initially got you interested in the field? Honestly, I feel like the flexibility was really what kind of pushed me in this direction, um, as well as it just being suited well for myself. And um, because we had done, like I said, we had done some flips and been um, successful at it. So I just felt like I could offer that to other people as well, because not everybody has vision for what a house can be um, whenever it's sitting there in shambles and all of that. So I, I do guide people, even that own property already and they're selling it not necessarily um also when they purchase it um i can give them vision for that but if they have a property that they need to fix up and things like that i provide them with direction on how to go about getting the most bang for their buck in which things to do to the property and not do to the property um, for the best return on investment yeah i know like not to get off the personal note, but I know that you've got a seven step process that you put every single person through and you've done it thousands and thousands of time over and over and you're stinking good at it. Uh, well, identifying, <laughs> well, I, we don't know when we go to sell a house, like, should we pay? Should we give the carpet allowance? What, how do you help these people navigate that? We have no idea what to do. 
Right. Yeah. And there are just, there are lots of myths out there, including in the real estate world. Um, there are, I mean, there are lots of people who will do carpet allowances and paint allowances, and it seems logically like a good idea. I just had this discussion with one of my clients, and um, it makes sense that somebody can just come in and put, they can choose their flooring or they can choose their paint. It makes sense that that would be a good choice. But what we know um, from working with clients for many, many years is that people buy from emotion and when they walk in and they see the dingy dirty walls or you know the flooring that's missing a lot of people do not have the vision for how to what it could be um and it costs you i mean the thing is is that people tend to overestimate how much it's going to cost them to have those things done and so they reduce their price by that not to mention that a lot of your average buyers that are who are going to actually live in the house, they don't have enough vision to even make an offer on a property like that. So most of the time you end up with just the investors and the investors are for profit. So <laughs> they're going to <laughs> offer you an amount that's going to put the profit in their pocket. So I help people put that money into their own pocket at the end of the day. And, um, I, I love doing it. it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, that's what I call committing random acts of marketing, but that's basically sounds like random acts of real estate. Like, oh, I don't know, let's <laughs> just give a carpet allowance. Like we, we're going, they're going on what they feel like should be the thing, but we got to quit shooting on ourselves and learn <laughs> to trust the data and experience that Jerrica Pound has. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen it. I've seen it too many times and just working with buyers. I know how they react. I know how they think. I know when they see one thing wrong with a property, it automatically triggers the part of the brain that starts looking for everything that's else that's wrong with the property instead of reveling in the emotional, like I feel at home here and I can put my couch here and, and so-and-so can live in this room or what have you. They're then looking for all the things that are wrong with the property and that costs you money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. so. so guiding clients along to what's the best thing to do is the first, one of the first steps in that seven step process. Uh, well, one of the first steps is having somebody who knows um, the market and who can properly price your property. Um, a lot of people want to um, first go in high. They think, well, we'll go in high because somebody will come down on the price. Um, and that's just, it's a myth. Um, you want to place your property or price your property in a place that's competitive and will get you the most money because if you can put it in that nice little pocket where everybody wants to purchase your house then you're going to have competition with the buyers and they are in turn going to raise the price of your property if you price it too high if you get an offer it's going to be one person and they're going to try to come down you actually lose money in the long run doing that so pricing is extremely important and having somebody that knows your local market and knows what's going on and how to price your property is absolutely key. And that's, that is the first step. So it is uh, so much more than just hopping onto Zillow and seeing what's for sale in my neighborhood, comps or not, that's not the only thing. 
No, no, absolutely. In fact, that is only one piece of the puzzle. You do need to look at the comps um, because that's what an appraiser is going to look at whenever they're valuing your home. But you also need to look at what's going on in the market. You need to know like what your active competition is. What does that look like? Because what happened six months ago may not be what's happening today. And so if the market is heading in an upward motion, and you price it what's happened last six months, you could be losing money um, or vice versa. If you price it based on what's happened the last six months and the market is going down, you're going to sit on the market and actually lose money. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, you heard that here, guys. Listen to this expert. She knows what it what it takes to get your, your, your home price right. So, <laughs> What would you say, um, you, you mentioned kind of the, that that was a myth. Um, what is, what's, what's one of the most common myths in, in real estate on, on either on the buyer or the seller side that you would like to just debunk for everybody right here? Something we all think is true. Oh, goodness. Um, I think those two are actually two of the top ones, like pricing it too high and, and so that you have somewhere to come down to, or um, also, well, it makes sense that, you know, somebody can pick their own flooring or their own paint. Those are two pretty big ones. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of misunderstandings with buyers that, um, on how we get paid, <laughs> that sounds a little weird, okay. uh, but uh, they'll work with multiple people or just call on the sign instead of actually using one um, agent that can fully represent them. Um, and unfortunately that ends up hurting them a little bit because they'd also, they don't have the relationship with the realtor that they need. Um, and that realtor really doesn't know like what their motivations are, what their needs are, that kind of thing. And a lot of times those agents are all, every time those agents are already in relationship with the seller. And so to call on a sign, people think that they're going to get a better deal, but in fact, they're probably not going to get as good of a deal because to fully represent both parties is kind of hard to do. Um, and they're already in relationship with that seller. So they're going to lean towards that seller. Um, the other thing is, is that buyers do not pay the, the realtor to represent them. So you get free representation um, as a buyer. And so to pick a really good agent is, I mean, it's in your best interest to, to interview several to make sure that you've got a good uh, representative for you. Because just because you know somebody doesn't make them good at what they do, <laughs> or just because they're your friend or your your family member or what have you, doesn't mean it's. And you're talking about money. I mean, it's a business transaction. So, yeah. do you do you avoid working with family and friends? Oh, Is that it's kind of tough hard. <laughs> it's hard. Oh. I think every every realtor finds themselves um, in that situation where they they want to help their family, they want to do it, so they end up doing it, and it ends up not working out as good. So really, it is in everyone's best interest if you just refer those out. <laughs> yeah, I can see how. I mean, it's like hiring. I I mean, when you say that, it, it reminds me almost of like a divorce attorney. Like you've got to have it both sides, even if you're agreeable. Both sides need their own rep. <laughs> yes, yeah, it really does help. I mean, I help people um, buy listings that I've listed, but 
you know, you just never know. I'm a very uh, fair person and I do treat both parties uh, with the utmost, you know, confidentiality and respect and um, level of service, but not every realtor does that. So you just are, you are kind of taking it into your own hands. <laughs> it's yeah. risky, you know, it's, it's a risk. So and as a realtor, we actually, I mean, it's nice to have both sides. And um, however, it, it is actually feels like more work sometimes than if you just have um, one side, it's easier to navigate if you just have the one side and you're working alongside with another realtor on the other side. Mm -hmm. And even though it is, I mean, ultimately it's a transaction, it's a business transaction, but I know that you are very forward with the relationships that you're developing with these people and you get to know them and their motivations and what's important to them, right? That's one of the first things you do with your clients, Absolutely. is that right? Yeah, and you cannot really serve someone um, unless you have taken a deep dive into uh, what it, what their motivations are, because every single client is different. What is important to them is different. So um, it's very important to know those things so that you can direct them in a better way for their situation. For sure. What are some of the What are some of the most common things that you that you find as far as like client values that makes a huge difference in the type of home they buy or where they live? Uh, I mean, oh goodness, I have all kinds of people. Um, I mean, sometimes you have like, um, just people who are just getting started and they may enjoy better, like, um, a downtown area or a college town and um, things where they can just ride a bike or walk to locations. Um, they like to have like things very local to where there's plenty of restaurants or um, swanky little um, shops or what have you. Um, Sounds go good. Where's this property? Yeah, Norman. <laughs> oh, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Uh, my kids are almost done. I'm ready. I'm ready. Or downtown Oklahoma City. I mean, that it's a really, they've got a lot of cool little places down there too. Um, and then you may have somebody that has a, a larger family and they want land and they want to be able to grow their own food or, you know, have their own, um, animals, chickens or what have you. Um, or they just want space, um, you know, or they, they have a business, um, growing, you know, they might have a grow and they need the space for that. Um, and typically that looks like a big, a larger shop type building with, I mean, uh, the electrical is way different on those. Um, so I don't know, I see things all over the board, uh, as far as needs and, uh, desires and locations and all of that. Do you find that the Oklahoma city market is pushing more toward that kind of uh, urban, urban, like other oh, more yes. properties coming up with that urban downtowny kind of feel? Uh, well, I feel like that's always been, I'm seeing more people moving out on land. There's mm. a lot more demand for people. I think it's just a, a kind of a side effect um, of COVID um, people want space. <laughs> they want to be able to have like the freedom to go outside and just chill and, and have family time or what have you. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people moving out of town, mm, mm. but I mean, like just last week, I, I closed one, um, near, you know, downtown Norman. Um, so there's still lots of demand for that as well. 
And, and like you said, it's either younger people that are just getting started in first home, that kind of thing, or I'm seeing, like you said, empty nesters. They, they're like, let's go have some fun and let, yeah, I mean, they want the, the downtown life. And um, so it just, it just depends and I'm up for all of it. I love it all. <laughs> We're seeing a major influx, at least just, I mean, I'm not in the real estate market, but just people I know, I've seen a huge influx of people from out of state coming to live here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of out of state investors as well. Uh, people who actually aren't going to live here and how are not going to move here um, that are investing here because the prices are so good still, even though they are inflated quite a bit right now. Um they can still get a better return on investment here, even with rents and things like that. Um, so we're still seeing a lot of investors um, coming from out of town. Mm -hmm. And you all are investors as well. Is that right? Your husband is your partner in business. Is that right? Jason Pound. Yeah. <laughs> What is yep. his, uh, now he's not always been in real estate. I think he was in banking before. And so obviously brings an enormous amount of knowledge to the business that you all share together. Talk a little bit about your partnership with him and, and what that's been like. Okay. Um, well, it's funny because we have actually been in business together three separate different times. <laughs> so we were, uh, we actually sold lady shoes at Dillard's together very early on in our lives before we were even married. Um, and then uh, we also were partners in uh, insurance. We sold insurance together. And then, um, and then in real estate, um, he's joined me. Um, I think he's probably been with me now a year. He's had his license for a lot longer than that and has um, delved in a little bit here and there, but he's with me full-time now. Um, yeah, he's got a master's degree in business and um, has been in banking for probably most of his career has been in banking. He left banking a few years ago to um, pursue uh, a career in teaching because he's always loved to teach and wanted to try that out since I was, you know, working hard and making good money. Um, he had that flexibility to do that uh, for however long he wanted, <laughs> but <laughs> that is a tough business to be in. <laughs> um, rewarding in a lot of ways, but it's challenging as well. Um, so he decided to get out of teaching and go um, come join me in real estate. And he is taking over the investment side of our business, um, personally investing as well as helping investors find great properties. And um, so he has um, systems that give him um, properties that are off market so that he knows kind of what's not on the market as well as good deals that are on the market. And so he has a whole list of investors that he um, sends out properties to daily and um, helps investors buy properties. And so, um, and I pretty much take care of, of the other side for right now. We do plan to grow our business. Um, so eventually we will have a, um, an assistant as well as a transaction coordinator. Uh, it'll eventually grow to probably five or seven um, other employees. Awesome. That, that's so exciting to think about. This, this couple, I know, obviously our audience doesn't know you as, as well maybe as I do, but 
this couple is so powerful. I love that their last name starts with a P, the power team, the power pounds. I don't know. I'm working on something for their marketing because I can't stand it. They're so love. in love. They're so <laughs> in sync and their children reflect that. The, their two kids are seriously some of the most well-rounded, beautiful individuals and they're young, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, they are really great kids. I have a, a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. So um, that they, they really are great. Hopefully one day I'll have uh, one, one or both of them in the business with us too. Uh, so, yeah. Her yeah. daughter has got as business aspirations. Like she is a little idea machine. Just all the time thinking about what she's going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's wanting to start her little pet business and, uh, you know, take care of pets and whatever, you know, way that they need it. Like if the owner is on vacation, you know, dog sit or whatever. So she's got a whole little <laughs> business plan. What a set of parents to have as an example to, to grow that, that idea, you know, like you. <laughs> a lot of kids do not have that, do not have that resource. Did you have, was there someone that was instrumental in, in your mentorship as far as realty that really just kind of linked arms with you and taught you, or was this all grassroots only you? Uh, so, I mean, part of it is just natural inclination, I think. Um, you know, I guess thinking about that, my dad really did play a pretty big part in, um, just having the knack for it because I kind of grew up he was like a handyman type deal like he always did all of our own stuff and I got to see that um and so I think that it, it really did kind of um uh, nurture that a little bit in myself and then um you know Kara Cavallo got me into real estate uh especially with Keller Williams and Keller Williams just their whole philosophy is such a, a giver's gain type of philosophy. Um, they're just so helpful. And so everybody there at the office was always, you know, anytime I had a question, they were there to help me and to, and they all do it just a little bit different too. So I, it's just really um, helpful to have that environment to work in. Um, so I would say that I can't, uh, really think of anyone else just that sticks out in my head but yeah I mean Keller Williams definitely been instrumental talk about bringing the value to real estate right you have a background in your father demonstrated what the potential that a home could have for you know not that much money how beautiful it could be you have that vision then you are in insurance and mm -hmm. obviously sales whether it be shoes or otherwise that's a valuable skill insurance which is a huge part of home ownership and adulting which is the buzzword along comes jason with the finance background not mm -hmm. only teaching and then i mean i think there's a little bit of psychologist and counselor thrown in there absolutely <laughs> that's a joke in the real estate world is that we're really psychologists <laughs> yeah it's not the hairstylist of the world surprise here's like news breaking like information for you guys it's the real estate agents who are our counselors yes it's very true well, because it's, it's such a it's such a personal thing 
you know, uh, buying a home and you really have to be kind of vulnerable with your agent. Um, so you really do need to be able to trust them um, because you're dealing not only with money. I mean, you just, you're exposing a lot of personal things that really not that very many people get to see whenever you're dealing with a, a real estate um, transaction. And um, so you do, you need somebody that will be there for you and be there in your interest and not their own. Um, it's, it's really important. And it is, it is kind of, it's very personal business. People are going through, I mean, people aren't just willy nilly deciding to buy and sell homes. I mean, it's almost something else is happening, a divorce, a marriage, a birth, a retirement, it's something awful, a home burning down. I mean, talk about, talk about, I mean, you don't have to talk about a particular client, but talk about a situation that was, that was really personal like that, that you helped someone on. Uh, well, I mean, the first one that pops to my head was recent. That's probably why. But um, I've, I've actually helped a lot of people going through a divorce this past year. Um, and so I've gotten really good at navigating that. And that can look like a lot of different things for different people um, because everybody kind of has their own little journey. I mean, it, it's an emotional one, regardless of what your situation is, is, even if you're both, you know, agreeing on everything and that kind of thing is still a loss. And that's a big thing to navigate, plus the stress of um, selling your home and getting your home ready and all of that. So it, it really does take a lot of um, empathy and, uh, and just, you know, handling them uh, well during that time. Um, and helping them through, holding their hand, all the things. Uh, yeah, the one I'm thinking of actually was very involved. Um, and, you know, um, she had not done a, a job in a long time. Um, and so just very, became very dependent and that kind of stuff. And so I just helped her very gradually into that process and helped her kind of get her confidence back and get back on her feet and um, all those kinds of things. And I mean, I helped her through the process a lot because she just didn't have the oomph to to do some of the stuff. So I was able to get, you know, contractors out there to do work and um, and to kind of help her along and push her a little bit at the same time so that we could get to the end game. And, um, and I think that in the end, she, she felt really good about everything and um, was able to move forward because, you know, no one wants to be stuck in that situation forever. That's a very oh, yeah. stressful place to be. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I mean, it is it is super stressful to to have to, you know, someone's losing their home, someone's got to pack up all their stuff and and to have someone like you to come along who's truly so genuine and really does care about how this woman or man comes out on the other side of this transaction that you're mm -hmm. the center of. I can't imagine how many friends and, and confidants you've gained over the years of doing this work. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to think so. Hopefully they love me. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does not love Jerrica Brown. Oh, thank you. Come on. <laughs> She's so wonderful. <laughs> I know that putting people into homes is important to you and you are involved with a local nonprofit here on their board. Tell us about that. 
Yes, um, I am involved with Habitat for Humanity and it kind of fits it in with what I do. Um, I actually serve as the, the chairperson for the Family Selection Committee, which I think is the most exciting oh, one that you can be yes. a part of. Um, so I, I help go in with a team of people um, and interview the, the potential uh, recipients of the next home or the next field. Um, and it's just very rewarding. I will say it's, it's hard at the end of the day to pick one because you get really attached to these people um, through the interview process and you see the needs and you just want to give, you know, you just want to give everyone that opportunity. Um, but so that's the hardest part of, about it, but it is so rewarding to see someone that has had things happen in their life um, to cause them to be in a not so great place and to be able to kind of give them a hand up and help them get to that next level. Cause sometimes we just need that, you know, sometimes you hit an all time low and it's hard to get yourself up. So mm -hmm. if you can have help getting up, then it's so, you know, it helps to get them there. And it, it's a lot of fun. For those who aren't familiar with Habitat for Humanity, you're involved with the Cleveland County Habitat for Correct. Humanity. And yes. tell us just kind of what, what is their purpose? What is, what is it that they do? Uh, well, they offer um, homes to people who, um, who cannot otherwise qualify for a home. Um, and so they do, it is a mortgage and the big myth is that people in Habitat is giving homes away to these people. They're not giving the homes, they're just helping them get into a home. Um, it is an interest-free loan that they do. Um, so it, the payments are very reasonable um, and low, and um, but it also gets them in the... Um, teaches them how to make payments regularly and there's lots of classes that they offer to help people learn about how to to better their lives in that way um, and how to do home repairs and things like that that will uh, comes along with home ownership and um, to improve the community I mean uh, when we go into a neighborhood and build a house for someone or just remodel a house for someone um, we are improving the area and we're um, improving community um, and things of that nature so um, we also have a restore which you know it helps the community as far as um, getting being able to purchase things at a discounted rate and um, that kind of stuff. You can donate um, things that you don't need any longer to the Habitat uh, Restore and um, like furniture and, and household goods and things like that, that they sell those in the store. Awesome. So it's not just the recipients of the homes that are benefiting. I know there are endless volunteer opportunities. If you're getting rid of furniture, take it down to the Habitat store the restore in norman it's on main street yes main yeah. um and i believe barry yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay and i know i've i've heard uh the director and you talk so many times about you know we're building this home but what that home represents is financial literacy and opportunities for stability for their children to go to the same school and make friends. And, and then all of a sudden they have money that they can go spend at the local mom and pop diner for dinner and they can go and be a part of that community. And when 
oh, it must be on the verge of tears. It really does because when one person wins, the whole community is elevated. And I just love what you're doing. Yes. And even the restore the, I mean, um, they hire people um, that, you know, maybe couldn't get um, employment anywhere else and that kind of thing. So it just helps people that are in a bad spot, get back to a better spot, you know, mm -hmm. and be we integrated into the community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need help and we need our communities. We do. And, and Cleveland County Habitat is, is doing the thing, man. It's, it's freaking wholesome. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you also, I happen to know, have your own uh, nonprofit aspirations. You talked about helping that woman who had been dependent on a husband for many, many years. And give us a little glimpse of what, what your aspirations may be in the future with that. So currently it's still kind of a pipe dream, but um, yes, I mean, I do have the dream of creating um, a nonprofit that can come in. Originally, it was for women, but I feel like um, the more I deal with clients and see it happen to all different types of people, the more I'm like, yeah, we need to make it for everyone. But mm -hmm. um, just people who have spent their lives, you know, serving people and raising a family or what have you. And later in their life, they have something happen that is not, you know, their fault. It just kind of happens and they didn't they have really not many options from there. Um, for instance, my mother, she was a stay-at-home mom for our entire lives, and um, I appreciated it. I, I, I wanted to be like her, all the things, and um, unfortunately, later on in life, her, my dad and her got a divorce, and so now she's having to to take care of herself. She's having to go back to work. And now she doesn't have like a retirement really because she didn't work for all those years that we were home. And so oh, she, yes, she did. <laughs> right. But she don't have a retirement to right. back that up. Right. And so um I just seeing that and knowing how just wonderful these people are and how much they gave you know in the the best parts of their years and then to be stuck in the situation where they're working um and can't don't really have the option not to work anymore i just feel like um there needs to be something out there for those people to help them with um their medical issues because like i mean if you're barely making it financially, how are you going to go get glasses or have your teeth worked on? Or, mm -hmm. you know, there's just so many things. And I just think it's an injustice for these people to um, get to the later part of their years and not have many options. And so I would love to have a, a foundation that supports those people in that latter years so that they can enjoy their lives and not be stressed out at the end of their lives just trying to make do with, you know, everything. <laughs> my God. I God, Oh my God, Jerica. I love that so much. I shared that with you before, but I am, I want to make so much stupid amounts of money that I can just give yes. it to your nonprofit. I mean, there is no reason for these women and men who have served others their entire life to have nothing to show for that. And it is, you know, it's not, I get it. There is a nonprofit for everything, children, women, men, 
it doesn't matter, but it's so much is focused on the youth. And I think we're doing, you know, we're serving them in a lot of really great ways. And there's a huge gap for the elderly and the older who are in that place where no one's going to give, you know, my 66 year old mother a job who stayed at home and did the thing all the years. I mean, who's, who's, who's giving them jobs? Who's paying them? Yep. Nobody, (laughs) nobody. Well, we gonna pay them. (laughs) Yep. That's the goal. I mean, that's the goal with real estate. That's, you know, I have a long-term goal to, I would love to make enough money so that I can be able to just give it away freely, you know, and be able to help these people and not just a small way, but a massive way, you know, and you have to, you have to have funds to do that. So, um, that's the goal. <laughs> so buy houses. Hello, people. Yes. Call Jerica. Buy some houses. We got to take care of these people. Right. <laughs> well, For sure. You're doing so much. What, what is the, what's one piece of advice that you would give our listeners, these women here who are thinking about trying to get more freedom for their family, thinking about maybe doing the business thing, not sure about it. I would say commit early, <laughs> commit early, because like I said, I mean, I grew up with a stay at home mom that I adored and really respected. And I always um, saw myself as that. I always saw myself as being a stay at home mom. Um, and so I always kind of felt like I was being pushed into working um, in the beginning and I, I've lost some ground by not committing early, you know, um, if you can just, you know, say, Hey, here we are, this is what we're doing and, um, dig down and dig deep early, um, the farther you will go. So I, I definitely would say change your mind quick, (laughs) make the decision and stick with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you can have both. I mean, I think that was a myth for me is that you couldn't be a great mom and, you know, this high powered like business person. Um, but you can, you can have both. It's, it's a balancing act. There's going to be days that it's all about balance, but you're always balancing. I mean, that it doesn't matter where you are in life. You're always balanced Well, nobody's ever balanced they're always balancing. Yeah. No. um, no. So you can have both and it's a lot of fun. You can enjoy your life. (laughs) Yeah. There's freedom out there for all of us. There's going to be mistakes. Do you have a mistake that you wish you could undo or that you, that taught you a huge lesson along the way? Oh, so many, (laughs) so many, (laughs) you know, they say fail up. (laughs) Yeah, I've done a lot of that. So, (laughs) um, I mean, honestly, I think that's been my biggest hurdle. Um, and it's taken a lot of intention. Um, and that is just changing the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Um, if you can figure out how to re- um, position the way you think about things or the way you see things, if it's not serving you well, like get to it, change it. Um, because it's not going to serve you (laughs) if you've already proven that. So, and we have the power to make that change, right? I mean, you did it. You went from selling shoes at Dillard's to selling insurance, to running your own successful business and raising two beautiful, well-rounded children and having a happy, healthy marriage. It's for everybody. This is some small town girl from Moore, y'all. 
like she knows what's up. Well, we certainly at Queens Lead appreciate you. You are absolutely every, you embody everything that we're all about. You are not a ruler, you are a leader and you do it by example and you do it with intention and you do it with grace and you do it with genuine uh, love for your clients and for the people around you. So thank you so thank much you. for being who you are and for being a part of my community and my little circle of people. We thank you so much for being here. Jerrica, tell our listeners where they can find you and Cleveland County Habitat. Okay, so you can find me at jerrickbound.com. Um, and on that site, you can find uh, the links for my Facebook um, page and all of the other um, social media platforms. And Habitat, you can also find on um, Facebook. It's Habitat, Cleveland Habitat for Humanity, Cleveland County, sorry, Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity. Um, they also have a website. You can check them out there and they have, they post lots and lots of information, um, and opportunities for you to, um, to volunteer. They've got lots of different things that you can do. You can work in the restore, you can help on projects and it's very rewarding. Um, you can also get a group together to do a whole project. So if that's something of interest, um, just reach out, you can reach out to me for that, um, or you can call them directly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. You guys check out jerrickapound.com and Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity. Thank you, Jerrica, for being a queen that leads. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm.